There's always some point when I'm listening back where I'm like, yeah, Mallory's fidgeting with the chair. <laughs> I'm Alexis. I'm Mallory. And this is Newtcast. Okay, so today is going to be very different. It's sort of a mini episode, mini sode, if you will. And we're basically just going to kind of have fun together. I thought since yesterday, as of the time we're recording this, was Harry Potter's birthday, we'd have a little bit of a Harry Potter birthday party and just kind of play some Harry Potter games, the kind that I wish that they would have at parties instead of the usual stuff, but also just things that we can do over a recording booth that don't... <laughs> this is true. Yeah. This is uh, both parts a birthday party for our boy Harry Potter as well as for our podcast because our first episode was released on Harry Potter's birthday. I did not realize that. Happy one year! <laughs> that makes this so much more appropriate. I know. I didn't even so realize. And also, this will be the last episode that Mallory's in the same location as me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to cry. But it's going like to be okay. It. I don't like it either. That's I don't okay. like it, but it's my own fault because I'm moving. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. really get to be whiny about it. <laughs> but watch me anyway. <laughs> Let's start with Potter Watch since that's uh we apparently have some updates since last time. Just a few, yeah. First in Cursed Child news that's not really about Cursed Child, but Jack Thorne, who wrote Cursed Child, mm-hmm. um, just today was announced that he's going to be a writer for Star Wars Nine. Is that the next one? Um, it's the one after next one. So the one they haven't started working on yet. This is, okay, so it's the, the one that was just released was episode seven, and the right. next one's going to be eight. eight. Okay, so it's going to be one of those in-between ones that's not part of, the, like, the big story, but a smaller story. No, it, sh- it should be. I'm really confused. Sorry. Okay. I'm I'm omitting Rogue One. Oh, So, okay. The Force Awakens was episode seven, and then this next True. one, The Last sense. Jedi, is episode eight, and, and episode nine. nine is yet oh. unnamed. And he isn't actually writing the script, but he's doing... A rewrite where they bring someone else right. in with a fresh perspective to do that. So it was really funny because the two sources I saw for this were MuggleNet and Hypable. Uh-huh. And it was very clear that the writers were not pleased about this. They're like, they're going to put the person who thought that a time travel plot was a good idea in charge of a Star Wars movie. <laughs> good luck. So, but, you know, I say we remain open hearted yeah. also because he's going to be involved in a few other projects that I hope are good. So. <laughs> I think he's a good writer. I mean, yeah. the plot was more... Anyway. It just, it just had some problems, but like... Right. I think he's also doing a TV... I can't remember if it's a TV or a movie adaptation of The Golden Compass, which is one of my favorite things in the world. Huh. So I have to believe that he can do these things. Right. Yeah. Because it's important to me. You want to know something that's very Mallory-like? What? I think you have glitter on your eye. <laughs> It's just like it's a, it's a it's just below your eyebrow right there. It's very possible. So <laughs> anyway, so that may be good or bad news depending on your perspective on that. Filming has begun for Fantastic Beasts two. That's really exciting. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Dan Fogler, so, yeah, posted a video, or not a video, a picture of himself on Instagram with his mustache saying the stash is back because they're filming. Hi, so good, that was good. exciting. We've gotten a bit of information with the beginning of the filming that's come out. So we now know that the film is going to take place 
a few months after the last one ended. So it's going to be a bit of a time jump, but not a huge one. Mm-hmm. Um, we also learned that although the main setting is going to be Paris, which we already knew, there will also be scenes in New York and in London. Mm-hmm. I don't know if those are the only other places that there will be scenes, but those are definitely going to be included. There's going to be a wizarding circus at some point, which I feel like we learned before, or maybe we did, and I we just do didn't not talk remember about this. it here. Yeah, I don't remember it at all. Okay, so. well, there's going to be a wizarding circus. Okay. And we learned that through the announcement of a few new characters, one of which is going to be someone named Skender, who is going to be the owner of this circus. And another actress named Claudia Kim will be playing one of the circus's attractions, whatever that's going to mean. I mixed feelings about this circus idea because it could be really cool or it could be the sort of thing that just makes you sit there and cringe like, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, There's also going to be a bounty hunter named Grimson Hmm. um, and a wizard named Yusuf Kama. Hmm. We don't know anything about them other than their names. names. I did see a theory on Reddit, which was promptly told that it was wrong because J.K. Rowling dismissed it on Twitter also. A fan thought that her saying there's going to be five movies, the tweet that said that, was like in five different languages. And so they were saying, like, oh, the first one is English, the next one is French. So they were wondering if that was just, like, where each of the films would be set, which would be very J.K. Rowling to do. It would be cool. It doesn't sound likely. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. I just thought it was a cool theory. It's a neat idea, though. I'd subscribe to it. They also released a new official synopsis of the movie, which I'll just read because I think it's good information. It says, As he promised he would, Grindelwald has made a dramatic escape and has been gathering more followers to his cause, elevating wizards above all non-magical beings. The only one who might be able to stop him is the wizard he once called his dearest friend, Albus Dumbledore. But Dumbledore will need help from the wizard who had thwarted Grindelwald once before, his former student, Newt Scamander. The adventure reunites Newt with Tina, Queenie, and Jacob, but his mission will also test their loyalties as they face new perils in an increasingly dangerous and divided wizarding world. Most of that is not super, like, interesting information other than I like the phrase test their loyalties, and I wonder if that's just them being dramatic or if there really will be, like, some element of maybe one of the characters starts to be like, well, maybe Grindelwald has a point or something like that. I don't know. To make it not so black and white. Yeah. It was interesting. I actually watched the first Harry Potter movie yesterday, as you do on Harry Potter's birthday. <laughs> and it, like, occurred to me that the film, or the, I guess the first book, too, is so black and white. of like, what is right and what is wrong, what is good and what is evil. And it's just, like, so interesting how that just, like, gets more and more destroyed as the series continues, right? Yeah. Like, it just, like, gray area starts to morph and take over both sides. And you just don't really know what is up or down anymore. So I'm wondering if it's going to sort of happen this series as well. I hope so. Five different movies. Because the simplistic approach gets real mm-hmm. boring real quick. Right. And we already know Dumbledore has uh, some troubled things in his past. Yeah. So, so if I'm they don't address interested. it, it's going to not go well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, kill me intrigued. <laughs> All right. Well, in other news, you might have seen on Facebook about a thousand clickbait articles Yelling about how there's two new Harry Potter books that are going to be released in October. No, they're not. It's the same thing that we were talking about in our last episode. It's those, like, coffee table books that are going to go along with the British Library exhibition that are being called, like, History of Magic or something in Harry Potter. And we already know about them. It's not a big deal. (laughs) Some were claiming that it was three new Harry Potter books, but it's just because 
the illustrated Prisoner of uh, Azkaban is coming out. Oh, brother. <laughs> It's so annoying. I I saw them and I read that and I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, come on. Calm down. This is interesting and I just read this a couple days ago. Warner Brothers is planning pop-up extensions of Wizarding World attractions to be at various shopping centers. But we don't know which ones or how many or like in what countries it's going to be. It sounds like they're going to be mainly in the United States. But they're calling them Christmas in the Wizarding World and they're going to start opening them up this fall. That is so interesting. And basically they're going to have like an Ollivanders and little photo ops with different backgrounds so you can get your picture taken at platform nine and three quarters or whatever. Then they'll just have the usual Harry Potter merchandise and they will also have animated windows of other Diagon Alley shops that will like have stuff moving around in them and be cool. So I guess they're just going to pop up and major shopping areas. If we make so much money here, imagine if it's everywhere. I'm hoping, since I am moving to Minnesota and the Mall of America Uh is there, like, if they're going to put it in a mall, the Mall of America, which is the largest mall in America, it's probably a likely one. Right. So hopefully I'll get to at least check one of them out. You would think they wouldn't put it in L.A. or Orlando. Yeah, since they already have the New York City park. I can see New York City, especially with Fantastic Beasts. Right. I don't know anywhere Maybe else. Chicago? Yeah, Chicago's a big one. Seattle, yeah. I don't know. One of those cities in Texas. <laughs> Just pick one. <laughs> Just Texas in general. <laughs> no, that might, I mean, it might be cool. It might be kind of a letdown. I bet it won't be very exciting for people who have already been to the parks, but for mm-hmm. those who can't make it there, I think it will be really, really good. Yeah, so I'm excited about it because I've never been to the parks. Mm-hmm. For sure. But, you know, cautiously excited because I also know that it's just a way to make more money around the holiday season. <laughs> exactly. So it was recently announced that Jim Kay's illustrated editions of Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets are going to be released on Kindle, but the illustrations are going to be animated, and they had a couple little previews of them, and it's not like crazy big animations, but you know, an owl swoops into the frame, or like the Hogwarts Express chugs along or something. It's it's cool, and it's only $10. I thought it was be really expensive, but... But if you don't have to print the really nice paper, I guess it really discounts the price. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. The Wizarding World in Orlando will be closing the Dragon Challenge ride to make room for a new ride. I've heard rumors that it's going to involve the Forbidden Forest, but that's entirely unconfirmed. I am Um, upset about this. I rode the Dragon Challenge like eight times in a row when I was there. It is so fun. It's like the first roller coaster I've ever been on. I'm kind of bummed about it just because I've never gotten to go on it and I want to experience it, but... Cedric Diggory has banners up there. It's like (laughs) the only place Hufflepuff is featured. Well, hopefully the new one will be cool. They said it's going to be unlike anything they've ever done before and be kind of like a first for, you know, theme park rides in general. I mean, I don't know how much of that is just marketing and how much is true, but hopefully it'll be at least cool. I bet it's true, but I bet it won't live up to their expectations of how cool it'll be. We shall see. The last one isn't a bit of news, but I just kind of wanted to talk about it because I saw a really cool theory on MuggleNet just today. And it was this theory about where Newt got his idea for the memory wiping Hmm. that happened at the end of Fantastic Beasts. So as we all know, that whole, like, Frank going up and spreading the uh, swooping evil venom thing was not necessarily a deus ex machina because they did foreshadow it, but it was a little contrived. But this person has an idea for where Newt potentially may have gotten the idea because uh-huh. back in the Pottermore archives, <laughs> there's an article about 
the Quidditch World Cup. It was just talking about the history of the Quidditch World Cup, and there's one that was called the Tournament That Nobody Remembers. It took place in uh, 1473. Oh, no. Sorry. It started in 1473. So this one took place in 1877. Apparently, like, all the preparations were made. People showed up. Everything was ready to go, and then people woke up the next day with no memory of it having happened. But there were, like, all these injuries. It says, <gasps> English beater Lucas Bargeworthy was missing most of his teeth. Canadian seeker Angelus Peel's knees were on backwards. Oh, my God. And half of the Argentinian team was found tied up in a basement in a pub in Cardiff. Oh, my So gosh. no one knew what had happened. And theories range from a mass memory charm perpetuated by the Goblin Liberation Front or a breakout of the... Cerebrumus spatergroit, <laughs> which is a violent substrain of the more common spatergroit and causes severe confusion and memory impairment. In any case, it was deemed appropriate to restage the tournament in 1878 and has been held every four years ever since. So that both explains why the every four years, it was kind of like a one of her genius retcons where it's said that like, the tournaments have been happening every four years since um, 1473, but that didn't match up with oh. the year that it was in Goblet of Fire. Huh. So then she puts this one in. Like, oh, there was one that, like, everyone's memory was erased. But That's it also, funny. like, I mean, this is a theory. Uh-huh. So it could it's kind of far-fetched, but it could give a sort of precedence of, like, why Newt might have had this idea because maybe he read about it. Okay. And it's the sort of thing where, like, within the world, it's kind of fun to be like, okay, that makes sense. But with the film standing alone, it doesn't excuse it because it doesn't make the average moviegoer any less confused about why he would do this. Right, So I thought that was kind Um, of interesting. I'll uh, post the link to it on the description so that everyone can read the full theory if they want. That'll be good. That'll be really good. Awesome. We good with news? I think so. Good for the suitcase? Woohoo! All right, let's get into party mode. Yeah! So if this were a normal Harry Potter party, when you walk in the door, they would have you pull out a slip from a hat that would sort you into the house. And if you didn't get the house that you're actually in, you'd be annoyed with it, especially if you came dressed up in your house. I've had that happen more than once. Sorry, was that, uh, was that my party? No! Because <laughs> you did pull out the thing for Oh, I didn't even remember that. <laughs> they do it at most parts. There's some where they, like, have you take a quiz and get sorted. Right, then But, I, I mean, even then, like, they're short and they're not, like... Right. But we already know what houses we're in, so that's fine. Check. <laughs> Check. We don't have butterbeer. That's a usual. Some... I've seen, like, pin mm-hmm. the scar on Harry Potter. I ate a Cinnabon today, so I feel like that qualifies me for butterbeer. Sugary enough. enough. <laughs> Close enough. I ate pumpkin bread that I made. Pumpkin that's, juice. That's, I mean, there we go. Yeah. Okay, so the first game we're going to play, um, we're calling it Polyjuice Potion, but it's basically the game where you stick a name on your forehead and mm-hmm. the other person gives you hints about what it is and you have to guess who it is. So I'm ready to be thoroughly embarrassed by this game. <laughs> Um, I've seen this game played one way where it's more like 20 questions where the person guessing asks the questions. And I've also seen a version where the other person just gives hints but can't say the name. So do you care which way we go about it? I kind of like the questions one. I don't know. What do you like? Yeah, questions is probably better because otherwise we might be too leading too early on. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Is it a student? No. Uh, Were they alive during Harry Potter's time in school? Yes. Um, did he interact with them? Yes. Was he over the age of 14? Was who over the age of 14? Harry, when he interacted with them. Um, 
I'm going to say unknown on that one, but not because I. Is it's the, hazy. Is it b- before and after the age of 14? No. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this is hard. Oh, no. Um, it's hard for a simplistic reason. Okay. Is it a boy or a girl? It's a boy. Does he live in Hogwarts? No. Does he live in England? Yes. To my knowledge. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, is it a shop owner? No. Is it a Quidditch player? Yes. Oh, dear. Yes with a... It's a hazy yes on that one. Oh, boy. <laughs> Barty Crouch? No. Was he a Quidditch player? No. He just really likes Quidditch. Oh, what's his buddy? What's his name? The other guy in the press box. Is it him? Yes. <laughs> oh, I don't know his name. Do you want, like, a letter or something? Yeah. L. Luda Bagman. Yay! Oh, man. That's why 14 was hard, because he was 14. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, before or after? No. Well. Just, just during. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Is this person a student? Yes. Is this person in Harry's year? I don't remember. Oh, dear. <laughs> Is this person in Hufflepuff? No. <laughs> <laughs> a fair question. <laughs> Was this person a member of Dumbledore's army? Yes. Okay. Was this person a Ravenclaw? Yes. Is this person Cho Chang? No. Is this person Marietta Edgecombe? Yes. Yes. Wow, <laughs> killed it. Thank you. Well, that was one of the names I wrote, too. <laughs> it was the one I was talking about earlier that I was like, okay, it was Cho's friend that got the Did zit spell, and I had to look her I up. I looked her up. <laughs> We're the same person. <laughs> We both couldn't remember the same poor girl. Oh, boy. Okay. Is this a student? No. Is this a human? Yes. Is it a witch or wizard? Yes. Male or female? Male. Are they a teacher? No. Are they a shopkeeper? No. Does Harry interact with this person? No. This one's hard. (laughs) Is this in the Ministry of Magic? No. Are they in England? Presumably, but, I mean, I don't know for sure. Okay. Is this person... Considered evil? No. Are they considered good? Yeah. But, like, it's kind of an irrelevant issue. Is this in the Harry Potter series? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, does this person occur in books one to three? Mm, I'm not positive on that one, so... Okay. Is this person... <laughs> I'm sorry, this is a hard one. <laughs> oh, boy. A ghost? No. Was this person a student at Hogwarts at one point? I would assume so. Are they alive during Harry's time? Is no. It? I don't think so. Hmm. Sorry. I don't know. Okay. But I don't think so. Were they part of... Actually, I'm going to rescind that because I don't actually have any idea. Are they part of uh, Order of the Phoenix? No. Um, are they involved with Quidditch? Yes. Are they in the World Cup that he goes to? No. Oh, dear. I don't know male Quidditch players who aren't involved with the world cup he's not a quidditch player oh brother but he would know pretty much all of the quidditch, all players. Of the quidditch players because he's a reporter close because he's an announcer further away because he's so hard uh referee nope i mean maybe at some point <laughs> but again i don't know but that was not what he was known for Harry, does Harry ever see him in person? No. Oh, jeez. 
Sorry, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know it, Mallory. Do you want me to just tell you? Yeah. It's Kenilworthy Wisp, the oh my author of Quidditch Through the Ages. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Sorry. What? That was very hard. You guys should let us know as you're listening if you could guess these before we did. Because I also know it's easier when you're not on the spot. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> okay. Kind of worthy with. I know that one. That was the did one I was thinking while I was up? writing. I was just like, this is so hard, but I'm going to do it anyway. Just hopefully she doesn't pull it. Oh, my gosh. And she didn't. We're going to play Harry Potter. Would you rather? That's boring. That's boring. <laughs> oh, that's kind of fun. Okay, would you rather be chosen for the Triwizard Tournament mm-hmm. or have to complete all of the challenges to get to the Sorcerer's Stone? Oh. I feel like I'd die either way. So. <laughs> <laughs> My thoughts exactly. I could um, get through the potions one. I could... Um, I would like to think that I'd be good at the Q one. <laughs> I would not do well at chess, though. I don't think I'd ever pass the chess. If I knew what the challenges were beforehand... Yeah, I'm going to go with Triwizard Tournament, because then at least, like... There are hints. Yeah, there are hints, and, like, no matter what the challenge is, you could try to play to your own strengths, whereas the Sorcerer's Stone things, they're all very specific skills that you need to have, and if you don't have them, two different friends in order to get (laughs) them anyway, so, yeah. Then again, he was 11. That's so dumb. Would you rather be a werewolf or have one eye like Mad-Eye Movie? Who would pick being a werewolf? I don't know. Sounds terrible. That's terrible. Would you rather have your future told by Professor Trelawney or be able to see your past in Dumbledore's pensive? Pensive. I have a terrible memory. Well, I feel like Trelawney's predictions would be crap anyway, unless (laughs) it was like one of her real prophecies, in which case, I mean, that's all very I still would rather see the anyway. (laughs) Would you rather be sorted into Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw? (laughs) I think we know the answers to that one. Is this like assuming you want to be a Gryffindor? Is it like, oh, between yeah. these two terrible nice, houses? Nice assumption, game. Uh-huh. <laughs> Would you rather be born a squib or have the ministry take away your wand when you're actually magical? Take away my wand? Well, actually, I don't know. I think I'd rather be born a squib. Would you just live in the muggle world then? Yeah. Or at I, least like find something to do. I, I would know. just really practice wandless magic. <laughs> Potions, you can still do potions and stuff. That's, that's a good point. Hmm, I don't know. I feel like those are kind of the same. Would you rather be a member of Dumbledore's army or Order of the Phoenix? But pretty much every member of Dumbledore's army ended up helping in it's the like, battle. Would you rather play anyway. for BYU Quidditch or Provo Quidditch? <laughs> <laughs> would you rather spend a week in Azkaban or as a prisoner in Malfoy's basement? Ooh. I'm going to go with Malfoy's basement because at least there's not Dementors there. Yeah, but... And you get to you hang also, out with Luna. What happens if you get tortured by Bellatrix? Good point. I would rather be in the Azkaban. No, I think, I'd still, I think I'd still take that over the Dementors. Uh, but at least it's just a week. I don't know how long I'm in Malfoy's basement for. <laughs> Could be a whole school year. I think it's uh, spend a week in Azkaban uh, or in Malfoy's basement. Got it. Would you rather spend the afternoon in the Slytherin common room with Crab and Goyle or in the bathroom with Moaning Myrtle? <laughs> Living common room. I think I'd go with Moaning Myrtle. Really? But just because I find her hilarious. <laughs> I couldn't take And her. I'm kind of emotionally attached to her because I've dressed up as her so many times. Oh, this is true. This is true. So. Yeah, I, I couldn't take it. I cry enough for myself. <laughs> Would you rather take Defense Against the Dark Arts from a fraud like Gildred Lockhart or an imposter like Mad-Eye Moody? Mad-Eye Moody. 
yeah, at least you actually learn stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because he was doing a good job as an imposter. Right, he was. Would you rather have paintings that talk to you or floating candles to light your house? Paintings that run into the candles. Yeah. <laughs> candles sound dangerous. Yeah. Would you rather have a room of requirement that changes into whatever you need or a magic wand with you wherever you go? Wand. Wand. I'm gonna move around. Yeah. Room of requirement would be cool, but... I require this room to move with me to California. <laughs> would you rather attend the Halloween feast or the Christmas feast at Hogwarts? I'd say Halloween, but that's just because I'm me and I'm obsessed with Halloween. I'd say Christmas because I think there would be less people. <laughs> <laughs> Cat or owl? Owl. Yeah. Have you ever... I love cats, but they're not useful like no, owls. Oh, yeah. Practical choice over the... The one that hates you anyway. I think they both would hate you. Would you rather accidentally take a love potion from someone you don't like or accidentally give someone you don't like a love oh, potion? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. Hmm. I think accidentally give them someone because at least then they're embarrassing themselves and not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you could shut them down. At least you are aware of what's going yeah. on. Instead of waking up and being like, oh, no, what have I done? Yeah. Summoning spell or apparition? Apparition. That's Same. like the one, if people are like, what superpower do you want? I'm like, apparition. Apparition, easy. And it's like, that's not a superpower. I'm like, you, you tell me otherwise. Call it teleporting and then yeah. it's a superpower. Okay. Loki. It's the same okay. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather work for the Department of Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures or Magical Law Enforcement? Ooh, I like creatures. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, I feel like mm, yeah, I think I'd do. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd do better as magical pest control than as a wizard cop. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really just want a Brooklyn Nine Nine of like ours. <laughs> be amazing. Would that not be amazing? Oh my god, that'd goodness. be so fun. All the magical hijinks they'd get into. This is interesting. Would you rather duel Dumbledore or Voldemort? Dumbledore. Yeah, because at least he wouldn't be shooting to kill. <laughs> Yeah. Assuming you're not evil. Would uh, you rather play Chaser or Keeper, Mallory? Um, probably Keeper just because, like, when I've played soccer or hockey or whatever, I'm better in defense than I am at offense, so uh-huh. Keeper. I'd be Chaser for sure. Ooh. Would you rather have a time turner like Hermione or a dose of Felix Felices? <sighs> Felix Felices could solve all of the problems that you have for a day, and I think that would be, like, continual. Yeah. You can go back and fix old problems but then there's mm, the whole theory tricky. of time travel because like oh boy we don't there's the question of like yeah child did <laughs> well and even just taking prisoner basketball on his own like mm-hmm. did harry and hermione actually change the past or did they just go back to ensure the past that had already happened did happen yeah you know is i think i would prefer everything a loop or is it <sighs> threads i don't know if I was given the choice, I would choose the time turner because I'd be stupid enough to do that. <laughs> I'd be like, wow, I could write so much more if I had more time. And then I would yeah. never sleep or sleep too much. <laughs> and I would be terrible with time management. Ooh, would you rather have detention with Umbridge or occlumency lessons with Snape? Ooh. I'm going to go with detention because I don't want him in my brain. No, yeah. But I you can would take still a little learn pain. how to do occlumency, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, she's a witch I'm going with Snape I'm going with Umbridge I can take a little pain <laughs> I can take pain over humiliation <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
the pain that you no, could say was is humiliation. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. One more thing? Sure. I like the silly questions. What are your five favorite rock songs? Ooh, songs is hard. I'd have to look mine up. Yeah, <laughs> pull up iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> well, End of an Era, obviously, by Oliver Boyd is one of them. Did you know that Google recognizes wizard rock as a genre? Good. Yeah, Oliver Boyd, that one is my top, for sure. End of an era. Um, I'm a really big fan of Don't Leave by Ministry of Magic. Mm, yes. That's a great one. I should just have it sort by how many times I've played it. <laughs> That'll tell me the answer. No, that doesn't, because I listen to a lot on shuffles, so mm. doesn't really tell me. Plus, some I've had for, like, many years longer than I've had the other ones. I loved Asio Love for a long time. Yes, that was a good one. I think it's funny that I still say Asio. Even though the movies say Akio? Yeah. You'd think I would, like, have converted by now, but... Some things just stick with you. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who still calls Dobby Doby. <laughs> I called him Doby when I was reading it. <laughs> I really like Luna by the Weasel King. Oh, yeah. That's a cute one. Um, it's not, like, the best song in the world, but I'm... Kind of just attached to this book is so awesome by Harry and the Potter. I love that song. <laughs> it's it's like so fun. Twelve seconds and like so many other bands have done covers of it on their albums, and it's just kind of become like a wizard rock staple. I don't know if that's five or not. I just started listing songs I really liked. Yeah, I started noticing that I was just interjecting songs that I liked in that. Did so. you ever listen to Gret and Forge? Yes, I really loved their Twelve Days of Wizarding Christmas. That was really funny. That was so funny. That was really funny. Can we just listen to this really fast? Yes. This book is so awesome. I can do anything. <laughs> this book is so awesome. <laughs> I am the potions king. Did you hear that half book prince? <laughs> I said I was the king. Can you hear me, Professor Snape? I can make anything. This book is so <laughs> the greatest part of this music video is the fact that they use scenes from the Chamber of Secrets diary <laughs> rather than the Half-Blood Prince book. I guess maybe it was made... Oh, it was made in 2006, so... Nice. I don't know if that was before Half-Blood Prince, but there you go. I also just have to mention And Then I Died by the Moaning Myrtles because that was kind of my first, like, <laughs> my first favorite wizard rock song. Yeah. It was the one that... I actually kind of got to know them a little bit through because I made a really, really bad music video for it. So I emailed them and, like, asked them to send me a copy of it. And we were, like, talking about it. And when I was done, I sent them the video. And it was fun. (laughs) That's so funny. It's really bad. (laughs) Because I made it when I was, like, what, 14, 15. I love Save Jenny Weasley. Oh, Yes! That's one of my favorites. That's one of the most fun ones to sing along to when you're, like, at their concerts. Uh-huh. Oh, there's so many great ones out there. <laughs> Remember when they would, like, make music about Hufflepuffs because Hufflepuffs were, like, <laughs> attacked viciously yes. online for, like, five years? <laughs> Remember when Draco and the Malfoys attacked viciously <laughs> the Hufflepuffs online? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't mind it when they did it. Was it was really fun. <laughs> I actually uh, got in with them on that no. a few times. No, I did, because we were telling... It was basically, like, the Hufflepuff version of blonde jokes. <laughs> so we were on Twitter for, like, three hours just oh, telling Hufflepuff jokes. My. And I'm so sorry. Gosh. 
I will find room in my heart to forgive you <laughs> as a Hufflepuff. <laughs> oh, man. In our defense, they were really funny. I, I bet they were. I do laugh at I do <laughs> to Arslan that are really, really funny. <laughs> okay, next question. Ooh, first moment in the books that made you cry? Um, I think it was book five for me, but not when Sirius died, but afterward when... Harry's in Dumbledore's office and, like, has his breakdown over it. I think that was the first time for me. I remember, I very specifically remember not crying when Dumbledore died because I am almost physically incapable of crying if other people are around me. And I was in a car full of my family when I was reading Half-Blood Prince because we were driving out to Utah for two days. So that was just what I did for the car trip. And I finished the book, like, right as we were getting toward my grandparents' house. And I was just sitting there like, ah, but I can't say anything to my family. And also, like, I didn't cry because there were people around me. Wow. So I just And you couldn't spoil it for them, so you couldn't talk to anyone about it. Oh, my gosh. So I just had to keep it in. Yikes. My first time was definitely um, when Sirius died, I think. I remember distinctly being surprised in the fourth movie when Cedric died. I was bawling. The movie got me to tears, but I'm like, I never cried about this in the book, but... I never cried in any of the movies because oh, there man. were people around me. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, when Cedric's dad is like, Amos is like crying, like, my boy. Like, oh, oh my yeah, gosh. that was hard. It is like a, it wrenched to the heart. Oh, it's awful. What was your first midnight release that you went to? Oh, man. You know, I want to say it was probably book five because I started reading when it was just three books out. And I think the fourth book came out as I was still reading the, the three books. So I wasn't like aware mm-hmm. of that as much but the book five release was so long after that <laughs> that i was definitely deep into the fandom by then i think deathly hallows was actually the only book midnight release that i went to so all the other ones wow. like with half-blood prince my family and i were going on a road trip oh no or the phoenix there's something else going on and then with all the others it was just like you also went to cursed child hey yeah that's true <laughs> i did do Curse Child, but I think my first midnight release for the films was Goblet of Fire. So that chronologically, that was my first midnight release was right. the Goblet of Fire film. Next time on Newtcast, we, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well we can, I guess you have something you want to talk about, but I don't have a plan, and we don't have a plan yet. But we have some ideas. Right? Yes. We do have ideas. We're we not have exactly like, empty. We have a little trove of ideas of stuff we want to talk about, but yeah. they just all involve research, and we <laughs> <laughs> we've been really lazy. Yeah. But you know what? I think we can do this. Yeah. We can do this if we just do it like once a month. I think it's possible. Okay. <laughs> Our friendship depends on it. Yes. Otherwise, we'll just go too long, and we'll just like each other's tweets yeah. and that'll be about it. <laughs> we occasionally retweet each other, and that's, yeah. that's the extent of our friendship. We cannot no, let that, that cannot happen. happen. Yeah, no. This is going to continue. So to be continued, to be announced, to be decided. Uh, Let us know if you have any ideas. We would love to hear from you. So, yeah, follow us on Twitter, at Newtcasts, that's with an S, or on Facebook, slash Newtcast, or Newcast.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you guys. It's been a fun year. It's been good. It's been a good year. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I think it's a birthday we can all share. Yay. Happy birthday, everyone. (laughs) Happy birthday, everyone. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. <Okay, bye. laughs> Save Jake Weasley from Basilisk. So good.